Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is like almost replacing the funky music for me and things that just get me going. It's like the everyday punk. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the DMVR Nuggets podcast. Let's go. There it is. Good to have vote back, man. Bringing the energy early, early and often. We're presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DNVR whenever you sign up and join us in our gambling fun, guys. Feeling it today. We've been waiting. How many times? How many shows have we talked about the NBA MVP? Is it one hundred? Yeah. How many shows have we done? Yeah, I'd say like at least seventy-five percent of our shows have mentioned the MVP in some capacity. Well, guess what we're talking about today? The MVP. Let's go. Let's go. Yes. Now, we're going to talk about the presentation of the MVP award, which I thought was fantastic. I thought it was great. It brought so many. Warm fuzzies to my heart, uh, and we're going to relive all of those and kind of contextualize all of them to help me do that. I've got the man with the wind behind his hat sitting there in the studio's chair, or the uh, producer's chair of Studio B. It's Harrison Lynn. Yeah, I'm ready to go, guys. I got my Starbucks. Me and D-Line just went to Jimmy John's, got a nice sandwich in me, had a great afternoon, ready to go today, ready to go. I, I love it, man. I love it. Um, Jimmy John's, that's like uh, the go-to for DNVR. It's How many times have you gone this week, D-Line? I, at this point, you should call me Jimmy. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, down here, I've got Brendan Vote fresh off of the DNVR Rockies podcast. It's Brendan Vote. What's up, fellas? Thanks for having me on this pod. I'm excited to spread my wings and try talking about the Nuggets for a change. Oh, I'm excited to have you. Uh, and then down below, you guys know him, the anchor of the group, Eli Coe. <laughs> wow, that could mean a variety of things. I can't imagine it was you complimentary. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, I think you mean anchor as in uh, what a sailboat uh, uses an anchor for. <laughs> just dragging you along. Just <laughs> try just keep the show just going nowhere. Let's just go. towing D-Line around <laughs> Uh, no, actually, I'm excited for today's show because yesterday, look, I had low expectations. I had very low expectations, maybe like a, a FaceTime call, Jokic, like the camera, like right in his face or something, like something really, really lame. Uh, and I like heard, a statement, <laughs> just a statement. Maybe a statement that just, yeah, like create, is at the bottom third of the TNT show where it's just like Jokic has won. He says things. Uh, but no, they actually, I thought it was very well done. We're going to talk about that right off the bat. We're going to talk even more about Jokic's comments. We talked to Jokic for what I believe to be the last time until September, the last time of the spring and summer seasons. We'll, we'll reconvene again in the fall with Jokic. And he had some very interesting things to say. I thought very interesting things to say um, from Sambor, his hometown. We're going to talk about new trophies. We're going to talk about the executive of the year. <laughs> and then, of course, at the very end, we might play a little whoop that trick and uh, talk about the playoffs and the 50-point beatdown that happened because nothing makes sense. But first, Harrison, I had low expectations. Tell me what you were thinking as you were watching this uh, presentation that happened yesterday on the TNT broadcast. I was thinking, like, how is this real life? How is this actually happening? Because I had low expectations too, but it was absolutely perfect. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it could have been more perfect and Jokic in his environment at his home riding up on a horse surrounded by friends and family I mean that's him yeah like, like that's him at his core and that's a good way to put it 
Jokic is he's a lot of things, but at the end of it all, he's real and he's himself and he's genuine and he's just like refreshingly organic. And that's what yesterday was when he rode up on that horse and he got the MVP surrounded by really like probably the only people he cares about. Like he's got a ridiculously <laughs> small circle. Impossible. I, think, I wasn't there. I, yeah. <laughs> I think most of the people he actually cared about were there. And so just to just to see the raw emotion and the realness of that, it, w- it was perfect because that's just who he is. I love that you're highlighting the authenticity of it because to me that's that's 100% what shined through. And credit to TNT, good journalists allow – they don't tell makeup stories. They don't do – they allow the story to be told, to be revealed. And I thought that's part of what this presentation was is I felt like more so than almost any other event – we got taken inside Jokic's private life just a little yeah. bit. Just, just we were into his world for just a second. And that's what I just loved about it is it almost felt like this guerrilla style into Jokic's life for five minutes. Yeah. Eric, what was your takeaway? Or what was well, your thought? Well, first off, shouts to you for referring to the TNT broadcast as good journalism. Good journalists. <laughs> I'm just saying they, they got lucky one time. <laughs> wow. I love the TNT show, though. Don't, don't even blast me. Oh, listen. I mean, but, it, you know, I mean... I'm not arguing that, but the, the term journalist. Anyway, um, yeah, man. Wow. Like, uh, when it first came on, I just didn't know what to anticipate. It came up, like, really quickly. Um, like, I learned it was happening 15 minutes before it happened. And then uh, you just watch it, and the, the t- it's the tears, man. Like, you just see Jokic feel what you assume uh, equates to some amount of pride and like allowing somebody who's so remarkable um, to see them enjoy the fruits of their labor and like to see them in a moment of reflection where Nikola Jokic, I've said this over and over, I'll say it every day, is the most important person that's ever come into my life. <laughs> like He's just <laughs> altered my life in so many like immeasurable and very impactful ways. And I love seeing him happy. Like I love seeing him, <laughs> I love seeing him touched. Um, and, you know, I love that he doesn't care at all about the, the circus show that is the NBA, that he dresses it down in a way that is so refreshing as Harrison says, but also like, it's, it's appropriate. Like, what are we talking about? Like, he's the best basketball player. Like what's with the pomp and circumstance? Like let's get the award and let's, let's see what Jokic is really all about. And then um, the other thing is that uh, I I learned in Serbian that uh, when he arrived at his source, somebody potentially his father uh, was heard saying, uh, why are you crying? Don't be a pussy. (laughs) 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 Which is another detail that just makes this so beautiful i love it i couldn't get enough yeah i love that you're right that part of it by the way real detail apparently in serbian somebody's on you can be heard telling Jokic to stop being a pussy friends were really excited to transcribe that one for us in a lot uh, of dms uh vote your turn yeah i was gonna say something similar to eric i i think how much it meant to him is what stood out to me and i think he said as much in his interview not necessarily the award but seeing that the Nuggets brass had made that trip, as Wind was saying, see a collection of so many of his biggest supporters and not just friends, but people that have believed in him, that have put him in this situation, sort of all in one place. And then, of course, his actual literal family there as well. To see him get overwhelmed like that emotionally is not something we see a lot from him. And I do think it was about the whole thing, the people, the community, uh, the moment. But after hearing him sort of sound so apathetic about this award all season long, cool to see some emotion in this moment because this is a culmination and it's not just about the hardware in his hands, right? It's about this Jokic journey. So it was really cool to see him almost break down like that. And in a way, given how unlikely any sort of real success was this year, I was kind of glad we'd all like to see this team playing, but I was kind of glad that Jokic had a chance to take this award back home in his element, in his place. Uh, And I don't know, like it would have been cool to see them continue playing, of course, but Jokic has earned this. He's earned that moment in that place with those people. And it just all felt very, very appropriate. Right. Like as opposed to just a, uh, some weird meeting hall in a 
a best Western or whatever that was last. This year. one was as good as last year's was bad. You're right. I mean, that, that really is it. And it's funny because so much we thought and maybe even at moments stressed over what would it be like getting the award at, but you're not even in the playoffs anymore. And this or that turns out awesome. It was great. Yeah, no. It's actually like so much better. I even, the only way to do it. <laughs> I even think back to like Marcus Smart. That's the only other one of these awards that I remember from this year. I know we've had these different ones, but Marcus Smart got it at practice. Everybody kind of hugged it. And it was a cool moment. But, like, you compare that to freaking we just got Jokic riding in on a, the trotter. Like, that. this is the all-time. He had a helmet on for some reason. Like, first of all, what, was this real? Like, was Jokic really – was that really the moment that he was surprised? Uh, like it was maybe a little staging. Because I am 50-50 uh, on this. Like, it was too perfect. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's because when you asked me my initial reaction, I was like, is this real life? Is this actually happening? Because it was too perfect. Like it, it so was perfect. just so freaking perfect. But I've got to believe that it was mostly genuine because I, I really feel like the only way they could have gotten that reaction and like gotten it to set up like that is if they just totally surprised him. Right. Which, which they definitely did. They, they just had to pull one over on him hundred percent to, to get him in that sort of uh, like Here's situation. What probably happened. He, I mean, he knew the MVP was coming, right? Like this wasn't, he was blown away. So he knew probably there was going to be something. And I'm guessing there was one of those like, Hey, Nicola around 1 PM today, we're going to need you to be out on the track for a while, like away from the stable for one hour while we set up mm -hmm. all this equipment and stuff. So I'm sure he's like, all right, there's probably going to be something there. But when he gets there and sees Tim Conley and Michael Malone yeah. and Josh Kroenke, I think that was the part that was like, oh, wow, I just thought it was going to be like Dude, some reporter. I love the idea. Yeah. They're like, oh, we, man, we need this time to set up all of this staging and equipment. And then they grabbed the most rickety looking table that <laughs> just hey, in a weird. It a, made a, it a, even more perfect. I though. know, but I just like this idea. They're like, all right, we got to. We Listen, gotta find a table somewhere. Everybody got a table. We're essentially presenting an off-screen Oscar. We need to make sure that the scene is appropriate for the uh, magnitude of this award. They're like, "What about this table here that we smoke cigarettes at, and uh, this, <laughs> like, yeah. and this chair that uh, you? Uh, well, it was just in Dreamcatcher's stable. He uses it to eat hay off of. But there we go. That's what made it so charming, though. I'm telling you, they could have dolled up. Um, the the town square building or gotten this elaborate offense or something like the fact that they're like hey yoke likes horses and the stable first of all looked awesome is there any person that's honest with themselves that didn't want to be inside that little barn like with the little people Wait, of the and it's like you look at that and you're thinking we've seen club live in miami and like all these exotic places when a championship or something's awarded and it's all this like glamour like oh my kobe brought bottles of Dom, you know, whatever for everybody in the entire bar. Jokic yeah. is like his cousin Earl is like serving shots of Rakia and stuff. It's, yeah, man. You could tell there's probably that, shit right off the camera. Was that Ogie playing guitar too the whole time? No way. Was, was it? it? I thought I saw him in the pictures. I could be wrong. There was yeah. some dude on an accordion. I know that. Accordion, yeah. stand-up bass, guitar. And they had the, all the hits. Dude, and also after seeing that, I'm now convinced that the question yesterday, like what will Jokic do with all of his money? I think he'll probably just bury most of it. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't yeah. think he has any use for it. <laughs> yeah. I, I man. Go ahead. No, you go. You go. I don't think there's any way it was staged. I don't think you could convince Jokic to stage anything. I just think he would yeah. say no. Totally. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was just it was just for a for you know a brief moment. I feel like we were just transported into this world that we've heard about for so long, but we didn't know exactly what it looked like. Yes. And we finally got yes. a glimpse of it. Yes. And it was awesome. It's like a world where you can totally see why he would just retreat to Sombor and not talk to anybody or go on social media because it just looks awesome. Like, did you guys notice how there were only a couple people like filming what was happening on their phones? No, nobody had their phones out except for like a couple people, like people that are from the nuggets. And it was just like, it's just a totally different world than, than we're used to. Love and that. it's just yeah. like, it's just awesome. Yeah, I love that, man. Um, let's get into some of the other details here. I mean, so who was there is interesting. I mean, Michael Malone flying out there I thought was great. Tim Conley as well. 
the guy doesn't really surprise me a little bit because I think Tim Conley might have to fly back out there here in a couple weeks. First of all, a little tidbit I've heard. They were out there for six hours. That's what Jokic said this morning, right? That they flew all the way out there basically for the evening and then flew out. Yeah. I'm sure on Josh Kroenke's chartered plane, which is awesome. But that's who that's who stood out to me. Josh Kroenke was in attendance. And I think this is meaningful for a couple of reasons. One, like, why was Tim Conley and Michael Malone there? Because they want to show support of the guy who has made their life. You talk about impacting your life, Eric. I mean, talk about those two guys whose life's literally completely different because of Nikola Jokic. But Josh Kroenke is the guy, the owner, who's sort of above those things. Like, Josh Kroenke's life is made better by Nikola Jokic's presence. But his life is so far above reproach, you know, that he, you know, there's that. I thought it was very meaningful that he was out there. And not just out there. I've told people this a lot. In my experience, not that I know the guy. Josh Kroenke's a pretty normalish dude. Like, you meet a lot of very wealthy people or owners or successful people and you're like man that's not a that's not a person that's something josh Kroenke's a normal but pretty normal dude from my experience and he was out in a t-shirt that he clearly had made on vistaprint or something like that that he had he had done this to me i thought that was the coolest part of all of this it was like josh Kroenke, not just was there but clearly was there because he wanted to be and felt the moment like he understood the moment i thought that was i thought that was such a cool thing it was yeah. cool. It's also cool that Josh Kroenke is like slowly turning into the Unabomber. I was in, <laughs> I, like, it took me a little bit to figure out who, like, this beard he's cultivated is impressive to say the very least. It looks like a COVID beard that he's like kept for COVID <laughs> beard. Dude, I didn't recognize him. And I'm like, I, I, but I love that he was there. I love that he was wearing uh, Jokic shirts and um, two different ones. I just I, love that he had multiple. It's like great. knock off Jokic shirts. Yeah, I, I want to know when the wardrobe changes took place. Like snap a picture, Josh comes like, all right, I gotta switch up the shirt. Now snap I think the first, I think the first one was a sweatshirt, and the second one he was just wearing underneath the sweatshirt. Could be. But l- little things like that. <laughs> I mean, maybe this is really dumb. I'm sure the chat will let me know if it sounds dumb. Little things like that. When we were at Stiff's Adam and Eric, you made take that L on the way out. We saw Josh wearing that shirt at a oh, press yeah, conference yeah. once. Yeah. There's just out. little things to me that make me think, well, I know as a whole, as a property by by the Cronkies, the Nuggets are neglected. We can say that. They're just the building hope that there is an increasing sense of pride around this org and the decision makers and the owners. Just little things like that. that I'm like, hey, that's cool. Like he, he's caring. Right, he's dipping his toes into the culture. It's more than just checking the checking the numbers at the end of the year. You know, totally. it doesn't make up and for. I mean, the, the big thing with Josh Kroenke, we're not going to overlook like the altitude, this or that. But I just, but I just want it. So I don't want people to think we're over yeah. here, like yeah. completely neglected. I just think from a does this guy get it in this way? And it's like, yeah, he clearly does, man. Like he gets it on a very, he gets that in a way that's not too dissimilar from the people watching the show get it of this, right. like, hey man, we love this king of ours. He's so yeah. cool. And like, right. yeah, I'll wear a freaking whatever those those lame shirts. I'd rather wear Eric shirts. But- Yo, Josh Kroenke has reached out to me through another person, and I what? have hand delivered Josh Kroenke's assistant <laughs> <laughs> a whole bunch of shirts. Like he wanted that he he is very plugged into the culture. He loves seeing. I mean, I've not. I, I'm of course everything I'm saying is based off of his assistant's face for when I <laughs> dropped it off. But his assistant tell, told me he loved it. But from what I can tell from the assistant's face is that he loves the culture. <laughs> I'm just so glad he was out there and a part of this. Go ahead, Harrison. Yeah, I was gonna say, like flying to Serbia for six hours. It seems like a big deal, but it's probably not for a billionaire like Josh Kroenke. Like, oh. I got to gas up the jet and go to Serbia and come back in a day. Like I can do that. Like this, it's not a huge deal, but I think for him to show up there, that's going to mean a lot to Yoke going forward. And like, I, I think by now we know Nico Jokic is never going to play for another NBA team. I, I don't think we have to keep asking him about that. Like that's settled, we'll um, but just him being out there, Josh Kroenke being out there for that moment, I think that's going to go a long way with Nikola and just that that connection. Jokic is a family guy. Like, he's, like, all about family and the, the close. Like, this is why he doesn't care about anybody outside that tight circle. And when you're talking about celebrating in this tiny little bar, barn, bar 
that they were you saw the photos in fact kelly you can pull those up if you have them handy but some of those like photos where they're just in this tiny little place drinking shots oh, of rakia and, and gel and beers or yelling i guess it would be called yelling beers you know like the fact that that this billionaire was willing to go not just willing but by all accounts eager to go out and participate in that i thought was so cool look at these photos man look at these Tank top Jokic already in full effect. Look at Malone the way he looks at it too. Did you, did you guys? Look see at this me? bar. I'm telling you, man. Like, know. this is my style. Would I rather be at Club Live in Miami with bottle service or wherever I am with this stand up? Like, come on, man. Is this not the coolest bar in the entire universe? And there's only eight <laughs> people allowed in. Yeah. One of them has yeah. to be the top human. Yeah. No, it's it was incredible. It was, it was perfect. Like I've said many times. <laughs> It is a lick. I mean, it, the word rustic right. could be applied to many things. Like this hat. Where did this hat come from? Whose hat is this? Dude, where Jokic, did it come from? What is uh, more why, just, why is he wearing it? Like, yeah, what, what's, what's going is on? Is that a selfie? Yes, he's taking a selfie. Or he, or that's just how far away he has to hold his phone in order to read it. It's possible. Serbian <laughs> in the background. This By the, the way, this is, <laughs> when I think of the Serbian trip, this is it in my head. I don't oh know, my I can't right wait for us to be at a bar, a barn. Dude, it, I, if we don't, if we're not taught and practice and scream every like Serbian drinking song that there I is, know, like man. some sort of like Serbian oh, jig that we're supposed to do while drink. like if that doesn't happen, I'm never coming back to Serbia. Like, we have to learn the words to at least one Serbian song. I, know, I, I mean, look at the top human riding in here with his carriage, his trotter thing. Oh my! My God. favorite picture. Like Cinderella. I, I actually, uh, I actually power ranked the best moments from okay. that presentation. Yeah, of course you did. The, um, the the best moment is when he's just doing the TNT video in front of just the dream catcher stable backlit oh like it's, you're right dream it's catcher standing right over his Dude. shoulder man i mean what? come on come <laughs> on like, was find... there a moment where yo could just like we can do this but dream catcher hat like has First to of all, be, yeah yeah like in the shot non-negotiable i also <laughs> love that the horse just stood there the whole night just looking straight ahead that's if he was like a prop it was just so perfect um we got to hit our first break guys or i'm gonna get yelled at so why don't oh, i don't want to break? i just want to talk about this all day well we're going to talk about it again in a second oh, okay, too, cool. so not to worry we'll be back talking more about this including what yoke had to say when he was interviewed if you haven't been able to watch nuggets and abs in rapids games this season check out ivaca tv Evoca TV. Go to evoca.tv slash DNVR. Evoca TV, they've got Altitude Sports. They've got AT&T Sportsnet for the Rockies this summer. They've also got other national channels as well, now available in Denver and Colorado Springs. Go to evoca.tv slash DNVR. You can get Evoca TV for $10 off your first three months when you use the promo code DNVR. Comes out to only $15 a month. Your first three months, you get a free receiver as well no contracts no hidden fees again just 15 dollars a month for your first three months plus a receiver with that promo code dnvr at evaca.tv slash dnvr gets it up with these guys now so you're ready to go when nugget season tips off in the fall evaca.tv slash dnvr also at DraftKings sportsbook this week the NBA playoff action is non-stop drafting sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba this week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win. Get $150 in free bets if they do. If you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs, check out DraftKings Same Game Parlays. You can do just that. Right now, all customers, this isn't just for new customers, all customers can place a same game parlay with three or more legs, get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit so say you go two for three on your same game parlay you lose you're gonna get a free bet back up to 25 dollars just because that one leg didn't hit so download the DraftKings sportsbook app now use promo code dnvr bet five dollars on any nba team to win their game and get 150 dollars in free bets if they do that's promo code dnvr only at DraftKings sportsbook must be 21 or older colorado only new customers only Minimum $5 deposit restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. One other thing, Eric, Eric might disagree with this. So Felipe, the strength and conditioning coach, last year designed the MVP shirt. That ended up going viral. They hired somebody to print them and this or that and, and made some money off them. This year they made another one that says, some people want to see you fail, disappoint them. 
Um, first of all, it's just hilarious that they have this thing now where they make these shirts. Apparently, this one will not be for sale. It's only for them, which is also like part of the charm. I mean, just think about this again. It's almost like Ma, like little league mom to be yeah, like hey we're all making parent t-shirts for the tournament yeah, we're all gonna wear them and like yeah it's like having like the mares family reunion official yeah, t-shirt yes yeah. exactly only yeah. it's for the nba mvp <laughs> <laughs> but it's so awesome because when forever you look at that shirt you're gonna be like oh i was at Dreamcatcher's stable when i wore this shirt like i, I was there i was, I was there. one of the few that were there very very much an exclusive um some other highlights from it today are uh, from yesterday's presentation. The first time we ever saw baby Ognina. 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 It's our first time. Like, I don't. Ognina. It's so funny, man, because I'm telling you, like, the Kardashians, the royal family, whatever. It's so dumb. I don't understand it, why people get into it. And then I see baby Ognina, and I'm like, <laughs> oh. I don't is. relate to this part. <laughs> you what? I don't relate to that part. Really? No. What about Eric Harrison? Was there any, like, feels when you saw baby Ognina for the first time? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I had seen her at games because she has been to a couple games, um, like walking in with Jokic's wife wearing those huge headphones that babies wear. It's like so cute. But um, I've seen her at games, but never like up close like that. I, I saw her look into that crystal ball and like see her future almost. I love that I love Zarko spelled it out for me as if the spelling was the button. Yeah, that's not, if I well, see it spelled, as, the pronunciation as, becomes much easier. As the Serbians will tell you every single time, it is phonetic. So yeah, but it's can, not. Phonetic yeah. here, first of all, there's no way I can Adam, it it's phonetic. Right, I have a different alphabet. It's not phonetic to me. It's yeah. phonetic. <laughs> uh, uh, if it was phonetic, it would be Ogunjena. 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 Oh, yeah, so it's not uh, Yeah, it was. I mean, it's cool. Like, just it's the thing where Jokic is just such a uh, an unknown commodity in that he is just such a private person, and so any chance that you get to see the other side of this guy is just always. Um, I don't know. It's like awesome, and you love to see how happy he is, and you love to see like that he was so happy. Yeah, man. Like it's it's incredible. Like it's just. I mean, like seeing the baby herself, like, okay, it's a baby. But I just, man, it, you just, you love that the that he is just so much bigger than this game that is so sullied and terrible. Uh, and he's just every, he, just everything about him is just so pure and like worth yeah. rooting for. Yeah. Vote, yeah. uh, apparently you say it right. How do you say it? Well, now it's a lot of pressure. Uh, Ognina? Say it again. Ognina. Ognina? Ognina? Okay. Let's just all say it for like an hour. I think I'm we'll saying just... it right. There's a chance he named her something that would be a hard... He's like, what's the hardest thing for Americans to pronounce? That way they just never say it. You, you know what I think... I One thing I appreciate about Jokic, who I always get so concerned about the burnout, this is a guy who seems to have a remarkable perspective on a, a balanced life, a holistic approach. Most underrated part of him. I actually think it affects his play, like him as a player that he has such good mm -hmm. perspective. He's such a, like, when basketball is in front of him, that's what is in front of him. And then I think when his family is what's in front of him, that's what's in front of him, and so on and so forth with the horses and down the line. Uh, I, yeah, so I just think, this is a guy who it was interesting talk he talked about his daughter today and he said she helped him realize there's more to life than basketball which i think is just something we would have said about him even before that right as someone who seems to have that perspective so i think this is you know, when i talked about the culmination earlier and the emotion for him i mean jokic is in just a, such a crazy place in his life right now where everything is really coming together and he's managed to keep a pretty healthy perspective on what's important to him, um, what what is just hard work, what needs to be endured, and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. yeah. I honestly think it, it's a big deal. Like he just he gets it, and it brings us to some of the commentary he had. And I'm telling you, we had so many, um, mostly Serbs, but sometimes we just get like regular NBA fans that'll say something like, "Denver's never going to win a championship for Jokic. He needs to leave this or that." 
I mean, part of this is like, first, I get it. If all you care about is the championship aspect of this, not the pursuit of it, but just the championship aspect of it. Like, I get it. You want to go to the Lakers or something like that, and you'll probably end up getting a championship or two. And maybe for you as a fan, that will make you feel more whole. It'll make you feel more like, oh, that, I, I, that makes me feel better now about watching Jokic. What I love about Jokic is, and even today he was asked in Serbian, if Denver does not put a good team around you, will you leave? And he said, I'm not, my mind is not there. No, like I don't, I, that, I just want to compete. And it's, it almost reminds me of Paul Millsap, what Paul Millsap said when he was asked about coming to Denver. And he's like, I have a story that I want to tell. And it's not the same story everybody wants, but it's my story. And that's how I want it to happen. I, I feel like that's Yoke. It's like, right. I want to win a title. And I think we have a chance. We'll get to what he said about that part here in a bit. But it's like, I don't want a title. Like, I don't just want to be given that full stop. That's the only thing. It's like, I want to earn it. I want to go out and, and do that. And the challenge is doing that here in a place that has been so good to him, both the fan base and even the organization. I and mean, we just talked about flying out to this tiny town for six hours to be with him, like clearly care about him. That's the story he wants. And that's the perspective. That's why years like now you think oh is he going to be crushed by the narrative like, he doesn't care it's like you that's your guys's narrative it's not mine i know how to right. judge myself on this stuff and it's it's just so refreshing but i do want to get to some of his quotes now and again he had that quote about i want to be in denver until they kick me out which should rest everybody everybody should be rest assured that like yoke is really is at least at this moment and i think for every moment since he arrived here he's not about that life of going around and chasing. He like, he's in Denver, his roots go deep there, but he doesn't want to uproot himself and go anywhere else. I think that part has become extremely clear over the last two or three months with some of his quotes, including that one, but there was an even better quote. And that was when he was asked about changing team, if they don't build this or that, or actually this was on altitude. I should say it's on altitude radio where he was asked about it. And he was asked, do you dream? You close your eyes and dream about a championship. And he says, I don't have to close my eyes. I know it's, I know we have what it takes. And this is the first time in my, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. This is the first time Jokic has kind of called his shot on this topic saying, look, we can win a title. We're ready to win a title. Not like we hope to or this or that, but like we can do it. And he, I have the confidence that we will just watch. Harrison, what did you make of, of that comment? Let me pull it up too, by the way, because I feel like I'm butchering it a little. Yeah, I mean, I think something about Jokic is like everything he says, he, he's not trying to, at least I don't think he's ever trying to set a narrative or, or set a tone or like send a message. I, I just don't maybe i'm wrong on this but like everything he says he just kind of tells it as it is like at the beginning of the season he was asked like how do you think you guys are going to do this year without jamal murray and he goes i don't know we might be good we might be bad we'll see he's just like so it's like beyond being honest and so i just think he was answering the question and being like yeah, we have Jamal, we have me, we have Michael, we have a big team or a deep team. We've got experience, we got continuity. Yeah, like we we can go win it. I, I just think that's his that's his perspective on it. Totally agree with Harrison. Um, and I, I think I've heard him say that before, maybe not in as quotable fashion. Like that quote does make you want to run through a wall, to your point. But I think I've heard him say in, in sort of other ways, like they he's always thought this group is good enough you know that's the goal and like where they're not good enough it's not well let's go get this piece and that piece it's like let's get better at that together but i i i do think it's it's cool to hear we're hearing it right after malone's comments right Mm -hmm. this is all what we want to hear right now no more grace periods no more next year no more if and or right let's get after it but that, that doesn't surprise me, I think. I, I think Jokic does feel that way about this group. Yeah. Like, that's the thing about Jokic. Like, he, in this time in the last two years when Jokic has really risen to prominence, won his two MVP awards, the Nuggets have not realistically been in a place where they could claim that it was time to win a championship. Had, you know, the, the brightest timeline continued on and we'd not lost MPJ and not lost Jamal, I think he would have heard a lot more like, okay, like it's time, it's go time. Like, 
um, Jokic has to be realistic because he is, I mean, he is, it, it, it's not that he hasn't been given a good team around him. It's just that, you know, that they've been befallen uh, by terrible circumstances that are outside of their control. And now it's like, okay, now that we're getting past this point and we should by all, uh, you know, accounts be out of purgatory, like it's go time. We're starting to hear that from everybody involved in this organization. Right. Like the right. Recon- the recognition that's like, yo, this was a gap year. It sucked. It, it was unavoidable. There's really nothing that could have happened with Max Con- that amount of money sitting on the bench. There's simply no way to compete at the highest levels that we are, we were previously, and we will be again when we have these guys. So, um, I I imagine you'll you'll hear this a lot. I, I think this, the drum is going to start to be uh, beat by a lot of different people because I I I personally feel it too. I feel a shift now. Like okay, you know, we sort of made it through the storm, and now it's time to go. Um, so I love it. I love hearing that. Here's the quote, by the way, just to kind of exactly what it is. He was asked if he needs to shut his eyes, can you envision a Nuggets championship? And he says, I don't need to shut my eyes. I know it. So and cool. again, that's just it's just such a forceful statement of right. like I know it. Um, he also spoke to the media today, um, talking about how you know everybody surprised him. They were only there for six hours, caught me off guard, thought it was really special. Um, but I, what I love about it is he, this is one of my favorite quotes from the day. He says, when you start playing basketball, he's asked about the MVP and dreaming about it. He says, when you start playing basketball, you want to win something as a group, as a team. All those individual awards come and go. People are picking who will win it. A championship is you, is you winning it, is you taking it. I just love that one, like where he's like, did I dream of the MVP? No, I only dream of winning. Like the MVP is just a thing that I didn't even think about. And I believe it. It's earnest. Like this is, it is funny too about the idea of what players dream of being the MVP. I actually kind of side with this. It is weird to think about dreaming about an individual award. Yeah. When you're young, yeah. you're shooting baskets. You're like dreaming of the game winner in the title. You're not dreaming know, of like, like dude. I hope Zach Lowe advocates for me in March. <laughs> you're, you're like three, two, one. That's right. He set the all-time record for shooting percentage in the NBA. His M- his MVP case is airtight. <laughs> yeah, <So> true. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, I, it, it is it is wild though that Yoke. He went the entire season just trying to win game after game after game, just doing what he felt like he needed to do to win as many games as possible. And then after 82 games was just the MVP. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he all, all he wanted to do this season was just win games. Yeah. And that that translated into him becoming the MVP. But that quote is awesome because I actually I've never thought about that. It's like, yeah the championship you're actually winning the MVP. Like you can, you can make your case and you can do what you, you can numbers wise and between the lines, but in the end it's other people voting on it. Right. Right. The championship, you can actually go out and win yourself. You're not coming back from the title ceremony win to the studio inside the NBA. And people are going, I think Embiid should have won the title. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 You, you know, you it. can think you it's not about thinking. We went out there and we played and I won. Yeah. Um, I one of my other favorite parts of his speech this morning, he was asked about the trophy, thinks it sucks. I love that. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I like the other one better, the ball. Because they gave him the ball, the crystal ball. Not a fan. He likes the original what did you call it? He actually I agree. It, it does one. suck. It does suck. It's he a says, terrible. the real one is cool. The ball is kind of meh. That's how he said it. He's getting both, though, right? The ball yes. is the 75th anniversary. I don't care. What am I doing? Who cares? I freaking love it. <laughs> the NBA made a special thing to commemorate the 75 years of it, and it went to the one guy that has, like, it's completely lost. He's like, oh, the 75? It's been that long? You guys have that many? <laughs> Wait a minute. We forgot to bring up Trophy Design Corner, uh, the graphic, before we got into this. Yeah, have oh, you guys or... actually ever looked at the MVP trophy really closely? The, of the, the 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 gentleman that is dribbling the basketball and is yeah. like kind of rough looking. It's actually a really like poorly made trophy. <laughs> I I just gotta say I'm looking it's at iconic, it closely. Though. It's iconic. For the first time. Yeah, that that the bat the I was watching Jokic intently when he was palming and handling that glass 
or because it is so yeah. awkward there's like not a great way to hang on to it and like right mercifully like, yeah. he has giant hands and is able to manipulate a sphere like object with uh no issues but like still he was being like a little bit like cavalier with it and i was like no i know well i i mean obviously he was just like he didn't quite know what to do with it yeah it's terrible it's i mean it's it's a it just is a stupid award i'm glad to know that it is not fully replacing that other one i thought it was fully replacing that other one um, so I'm like, I feel great knowing this information. <laughs> you guys know what the name of the MVP trophy actually is? Not not the Kia MVP, but like the the NBA figure it's named after. Is it the Bill Russell Award? Um, no. Is it the uh, Jerry Sloan Award or some nonsense? <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> this says it's the uh, Maurice Podoloff Award. Oh. Oh right. wow. I'm not a fan of this. We're going to get in. Actually, let's take a break. On the other side, we're going to get into, there's actually, the NBA loves the MVP conversation so much this year that they created two more MVPs. We, you thought one was bad. We got two more MVPs coming up every single year. We'll talk about the on the other side. Uh, guys, the American Raptors, uh, they play at Infinity Park in Glendale, Colorado. Make sure to download the DNVR Rugby Podcast with Colton Strickler. Subscribe to that on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. That's going to keep you locked into all the rugby news going on around Colorado and throughout the country. But if you want to make it out to a rugby game, check out the American Raptors at Infinity Park. They've got a team full of athletes who are coming from backgrounds in football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, and track and field. Now they're on a rugby team together, all these former professional athletes they play at Infinity Park in Glendale. You can go to AmericanRaptors.com and grab a free ticket there for the upcoming season. If you can't make the game, AmericanRaptors.com streams all of their games from their website. Uh, so make sure to check that out. Again, AmericanRaptors.com to grab your free tickets and subscribe to the DNVR Rugby Podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. Short and and we're back. And we are back. All right, segment three, we're going to have a little fun. Um, Finally. Finally, God, so sick of talking oh, about you. Okay. Real quick, we're going to get a couple of little news and notes out items out of the way. Monty Williams was announced as coach of the year. Um, Eric, you're very happy with this. It would be, I, I would feel as outraged as the Embiid people do if Monty Williams did not get coach of the year either of these last two years where he has brought the Suns to the top team in the NBA two years running. And if there's no acknowledgement of that, it would be absurd. Like if absolutely I, absurd. The one thing I'll say is if there was one person to me that deserves an award out of Phoenix, it would be James James Jones. James Jones. The executive. Like executive. he built that team. Are yeah, but like him? the but you still have to coach the team. I mean, like he has gotten them working with such efficiency. I mean, he's a great coach. Not only Your that, point, he, I'm, what I'm debating is you would be so furious. And I'm just saying, like, I don't know. To me, if I was ranking this, James Jones done the best job, Monty Williams, second best job. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, the next best job in terms of like both of them are MVP candidates. But to me, if it was James Jones got the award, but not Monty, to me, that would also make sense. I'd be like, okay, cool. They acknowledged a part of this team. I guess so. But I mean, how could you possibly know that? Like, uh, like the impact that one has over the other, you even bringing the pieces together, like maybe they wouldn't work unless they were, it was the right scenario. I'm just saying like, to me, that, that is a, that is a, a justice served. Like that guy, as much as you know, like I'm not, I don't love the Phoenix Suns, but I, I like when justice is done and like the right guy gets the award. I think that's you good. are a big justice guy. I am. I'm I mean, a huge justice guy. Justice. <laughs> uh, I don't really want to spend too much time on this topic, so we're moving on. Eric's the only one with this, uh, a take. Instead, I'll throw it to vote because Zach Kleiman won the Executive of oh. the Year award. Vote. What are your thoughts on Zach Kleiman? Yeah, this was the one I was itching to talk about, and I think. I think we're all glad he won this award because one thing that's really easy to see from the outside is the influence that he had. Like every time I watch that team play, I'm just thinking, fucking Zach, unreal. I love uh, it that he's going to dance around what team it is. Uh, so yeah, who cares? Um, win <laughs> to you. What, what do you think was his best move vote? You know, I like the way that the team plays without John Morant. You know what's hilarious about Zach Kleinman of the Memphis Grizzlies winning this award? I think the Memphis Grizzlies are the exact same team last year 
that they are this year. Like they have the exact same roster outside of one trade, which right. was a bad trade. Oh, Steven no, Adams no, for Jonas Valanciunas. It was a good trade. Get out of Let's here. Argue. It felt bad at the time, but it worked out very, very swimmingly. Um, look, <laughs> he did a good job. I'm not going to lie and say that like that wasn't a name that was like front and center. I mean, the job he had done is front and center, but it was. It's sometimes funny when an un like a guy whose name is just not spoken often is like all of a sudden the winner. And you're like, oh, Zach Kleiman. Now we all know Zach Kleiman better. So there yeah, you go. But, but it's like for one of the people's big like things with these awards is you don't know what the criteria is. For executive of the year, there's there's absolutely like no criteria. That's because <laughs> it's really just the moves that were made that summer when oftentimes it doesn't but, matter. That but that's what I'm saying. He didn't make any moves. They, they made one. They right. made one trade. They have. The, they have the exact same team pretty yeah. much as so they, they did last Zyre, year. They, they drafted Zaire Williamson, right? Or Zion Williams? Which how did I screw that up? But he he and he ends up starting for them for half the year. Like you could make it, and, and it was a weird pick. It was one of those picks that was like, man, I don't know this out of left field, and then it okay. ends up working. So he made a. He I agree with you in spirit though. He made yeah, a couple that, yeah. moves that were like B plus moves. But they were on top of some A plus moves, and yeah. so you just combine it all together and be like, "That this, was a great one." This really, this these two awards, the Coach of the Year and the uh, Executive of the Year, really should work out a lot like it does in the Oscars with Director of the Year and Best Picture. Like it should be that the Coach of the Year and Executive of the Year are awarded to the same team that made the biggest leap and were able to get, you know, like appreciably better over this season. Yeah. Um, but it does feel like it's just acknowledging the Suns and the yeah it's Memphis like these Grizzlies. Teams, they didn't have MVPs, but they were really good. It's going to be like if Tim Conley wins it next year because they end up adding like a backup small forward, you know, and it's going to be really like oh, Tim thinking. Conley. You're like, well, eight years ago he drafted Jokic. That's where, and now that tree has fully bloomed, and <laughs> now we yeah, see Murray it. Well, Andy Jamal is really. Yeah, yeah. And Jamal and Michael Porter Jr. came back. They're like, man, the Nuggets just got so much better this season with the number 24 <laughs> pick. <dude>. Formidable squad. <laughs> yeah. So funny. Um, all right, let's keep it moving. I want to go into the playoffs real quickly. Um, speaking of the Memphis Grizzlies, guys, last night the Grizzlies won by 50 points. It was an absolute curb stomping of a game that they they put uh, a beat down that they put on the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors looked unprepared. First of all, it should be noted, Steve Kerr got covid in the protocols, unavailable for the team. Kind of a big deal, man. Like, look, we saw what happened when Michael Malone got COVID and Popeye Jones had to take over. Now, Mike Brown, he's an experienced head coach, so this is a little bit different. But nonetheless, like, I don't think we should be discounting that the Warriors have had to do a series, basically, without their head coach. That's tough. But John Morant, most improved player, really good. During the regular season, they won – so many games without him. Their record without him was ridiculous. You get into the playoffs, you think, okay, well, that's not going to happen again. What? It happened again. First of all, <laughs> Dylan Brooks sabotaged game four, and they almost won it anyway, even with Dylan Brooks playing as terribly as he went. Somehow you don't have Jaw and you have Dylan Brooks being the worst player of all time, and you still almost win. And then you get into the next game, and you win by 50? I'm sorry. I have been this way from the start. John Morant's a bad defender. And he kind of has the Luca thing where he eats up a lot of possessions, even though he is great. Sometimes there is something too. If you do this 30 times in one year, including the playoffs where you're better without a guy or you keep winning without a guy, there's something to it. I'm not saying it's bad for John Moran. He's a bad player. I'm just saying there is something to this. It's no longer to me coincidental. For sure. I mean, absolutely. The, the The only thing is that they're also really good with him. So it's sort of like, I know it's what's crazy. Like, so it's, it's, <laughs> you don't know. So it, I, I mean, I guess they trade him. Will they <laughs> get picks? I'm, I'm not advocating for something. That's crazy. I'm just making note of like, yeah. this very weird thing that would not happen with almost well, any other player as ranked as highly as him. Yeah, it, it is remarkable. Here's what I will say about this series in general, though. Like the, the Warriors are going to win next game by 25 points. Maybe, yeah, that's right. You also think they were going to win when they were down twenty at the half. I believe that I, but they were just so deeply unserious. Uh, Harrison and I were talking about this. Here's where I know you have one eyeball on this, though. 
they're already down uh, Gary Payton. Now they're down Andre Guadalla and maybe down Otto Porter. This is a team that didn't have depth to begin with. And now you take out three rotation pieces. They started the second half with Bielitsa. Good player. Hadn't played yet in the series. They yeah, put but like, start. But who were those players on the, the, the Warriors squad that ran roughshod through the league? And, and like the those level of players that were on the bench there's a bunch of guys that were like very important at that time but they're, they're like just other guys they the, the emergence of of pool alone is the one that it tells me that if those guys can all get clicking like nothing will matter they that team was so they didn't care they were like all right whatever like you they're dancing the with the crowd they've lost all three of their good dirty work guys other than kavan looney he's the only other guy who's like not a great player but he's a good dirty work guy so that jordan Poole gets to run around and do stuff and surprisingly wiggins as well (laughs) Well, and and jordan Poole. jordan Poole either looks like steph curry or Mm -hmm. looks like a scrub like there's no in between you're like did you just learn how to walk yesterday he's like falling over (laughs) i'll say this about memphis though them not being with jot I I didn't think it would carry over to the playoffs just because it's the playoffs and it's just like totally different than regular season when you can just beat up on bad teams and just use your depth to get wins. But the fact that they did win all those games without Jaw, that means that when they all of a sudden don't have him in the playoffs, they're still going to have yeah. a ton of confidence. Like right. they absolutely think they can win without him in the playoffs because they won in the regular season doesn't matter who they played against doesn't matter the quality of opponent but just having that belief that you can win without him because you've done it in the past that's kind of a lot of what we're seeing now is there a threshold crossed where he would never admit it but just silently in the back of his head john morant's like huh or is he just like this is awesome my squad's dope like i'm that much more confident in he's young enough that you know that one yeah, he's sure. young enough that he gets to be that one but if like two years from now like that it could end up becoming a thing i mean it almost is westbrook-esque where you're like man he puts up these crazy numbers but somehow they're not as good when he's on the court so it could end up evolving into that i'm telling you this is the thing and we missed it with yoke because he just was never embraced we went straight from the like nobody paying attention to oh he's overrated it's the thing with jaw everybody loves jaw for good reason mm-hmm. he's great personality a year or two from now, right. those things will matter more because people right. will they'll just be a little tired of the same story. It's just the way that the life cycle of it. Um, the other game, of course, being Milwaukee beating uh the Celtics in a come. Oh my game. god. Um, this is this is why I have to bring this up. People get mad at me. I'm gonna lose. We just did this whole Serbia's tuning in. We got 300 live viewers in Serbia. I am hesitant to give Yoke best player in the world title. I'm just to me, I I want when I speak about Jokic. I want everyone to know I'm not just being the homer. Like, we just have everybody from different cities. I think Yoke's the rightful MVP this year and last year. No, To me, it's, like, pretty definitive. But best player, I still give it to Giannis because he's the reigning champion who did it on the biggest level. If you just look at these two teams and say you're down Middleton, they're peaking, the Boston Celtics are peaking, doesn't matter. Giannis still finds a way to get it done. I have to tip my hat to this guy, and I hope we all appreciate it because when Yoke is in that spot, I hope everybody appreciates it. Um, but what Giannis is doing there, like to me, I thought this was a five-game Celtics win. You lose Middleton, that's the last year. Middleton got all the credit for why the Bucks got over the hump. They started playing through him in the clutch. Guess sure. what? That's clutch true. time last game, they don't have Middleton. They come from behind to win the game. No. I just I give Milwaukee a lot of credit, and I give Giannis an enormous amount of credit, man. The difference He's one game away from the Eastern Conference Finals, despite not having Middleton, is very impressive. Yeah, yeah, but he relies like Drew Holiday had the two biggest plays of that uh, of that comeback he, like sure. Giannis well I mean that's not sure like that would have to be Jokic that completed both of those if it were for the Denver Nuggets it was like there's no one it wasn't like oh man hopefully Bones Highland Ho- will step up knock down an absolute nails three and then block the way points to- too like no I know that but so th- like I to me like that uh, just arguing, you know, the impact that one that both can have, and and who is the the best player in the world? Like, um, you know, it, it's buoyed a little bit by it's this the the, the the surrounding cast like helps Giannis be as great as he is, and I don't think that he can do what Jokic can do, like if left alone, Giannis, like he if left unto his own devices, he has no one else at all to rely upon. Like Jokic, he, Jokic had people that would step up from time to time, but there was not one guy that you're like, okay, 
hopefully Aaron Gordon shows up. To hopefully, me, whatever. Is, to me, this is a little bit though, Eric. Like if you went to the bubble, you're like, well, Murray saved him in the bubble. And it's like, no, it wasn't true. Murray was awesome. Jokic was also awesome. Like they both get credit for it. Well, right, but that's the same way. Like Giannis had 41 points last night. Sure. Yes, Drew Holiday made some big time plays. That's part of to win a championship. You have to have good teammates. He has one fewer than he should have. But yes, but you're still, saying like the fact that they won that game is an argument for how dominant and and why he should be considered the best player in the, in the world. But I to, I am arguing that he didn't get that done. Like Drew next, Holiday got that done. Next year when Yoke is doing this and Jamal Murray hits a big three or Michael Porter yeah. hits a big three, I'm I just want everyone to give Jokic the the mantle. Yes. And right now I, the fact that Giannis is in that position, I just I let him maintain the mantle because he is the reigning champion. And because he is still getting it done, yes, it's different. He has different circumstances, but I'm just telling you, I'm setting the table for next year when Yoke does this. I'm gonna. I want everybody to understand. Yes, there's, he's got it now. Giannis is approaching that LeBron level, though, where the goalposts keep moving. Like I did not think Giannis had a good fourth quarter to the point Eric was making. Like both teams were were throwing that game away in the final eight minutes, in my opinion, but. Oh, it was uh, beautiful on the Celtics end, though, man. I, oh, my God. I'm telling you, like, the, the cool thing about this, you're, you're glazing over it. I can't believe you are. Maybe you're oh. so shook that you don't want to do this. This was a Drew Hanlon special. This oh, was I'm, a close I'm game. That's what you need. Three sidestep fallaways. Like, no, you don't. Oh, you not don't just that. that. 19 seconds off on the shot clock. Where did I miss? Was I short front rim? Oh, it's a fast break? That's incredible. <laughs> um, yeah, I was cackling to myself at that Tatum shot selection. But I will say this about Giannis. For a little bit in the fourth, and I was joking, but I put it in the slack. I'm like, no bag Twitter scratching at the coffin right now. Then you check the box score. Ah, shit, he's got 39 and 10. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Giannis is at this yeah. level where you, like, I often see what he can't do because I'm expecting him to be perfect. I think Jokic is kind of nearing that as well. But Giannis on this, like, national scale of, you're always like, man, he really should get a move or two. Oh, he's been the best player on the floor in the, the best playoff yeah. series in the And he also makes career. winning plays. To your point, like you're right that there is the made the shot or did the dunk or whatever, made the block. There those are big plays. But there's also just the winning plays, man. And and Giannis, even when he has bad games, makes winning plays. Jokic, even when he has bad plays, makes winning plays. I those are the two and Steph Curry would maybe be the only other guy. Draymond Green, Steph Curry is a duo. His floor for a bad game is that. lower. His and floor. that they just they always do the things that you can control. And the, the shots or this or that you can't always control, but and they're spectacular at it. And I just I just have to give you honest credit for that. Just the way I view basketball and the way I analyze it. Last thing, um, the NBA has updated. They're adding trophies, guys. They have updated finally now. a I know worthwhile so conversation. Crazy. Let's go. It was so ridiculous. Um, we now have a tr- uh, an MVP for the Eastern Conference Finals and the Western Conference Finals. The Western Conference Finals trophy, here they oh, are, baby. will be known as the Magic Johnson Trophy or okay. award. Mm-hmm. And the Eastern Conference will be known as the Larry Bird Award. Meanwhile, all, Michael Eric, Jordan is like, corner. what the fuck, dude? <laughs> I, I am so – I need to get other vantage points of this. I am so confused by what that gold thing that is – like the tentacle that's going up the backside of those balls. It, I, I cannot figure what out is what it that? is. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It looks like I've got to think that's just a bad angle or something. I think it's a reflection. Oh, it's the other trophy reflecting. It is. is, Yep. Oh, thank you for helping me break that down. I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, I thought they were glass and we were seeing through and there's Mm. some sort of like golden tendril coming down. Okay. It's the reflection of the other trophy. Um, I wish that they, those two had some sort of visual distinction from one another. Really? Like they look like two identical trophies. I, would I think prefer, they are. One says the Larry. Bird. I would like prefer if they had Magic Johnson, Larry Bird's face. Like, like, <laughs> uh, like <laughs> yeah, or the ball in the set of the ball is that person's head that's just on top of the. I, I that would be say, dope. I wish we just called these. I, I get the whole. I want to nod to the, our history or whatever, but like hockey has this where I'm always talking to the hockey guys and I'm like, "Well, tell me how good is Kale McCarr?" And they're like, "Well." He, Third con smite, fourth pitch. Be, and I'm when like, the, when the heart, when the yeah, when the, like, what is that Norris? Like, well, this, he's a president's runner-up, and, and I'm like, okay, so he had the most points. Like, what are the <laughs> yeah. yes, in hockey, con smite. conference finals MVP is like every. I don't have to explain that to anyone. It's like, oh yeah, Jokic. Yeah, we're we gonna be like, oh man, is he gonna win the Magic Johnson? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> is he gonna win the Bob Cousy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, oh, yeah, I know. By the, way, the Eastern Conference champion is the Bob Cousy, and the Western Conference champion is now the uh, Oscar Robertson. Oscar Robertson. There All you right, go. that one's a little silly. Oh, look, they are different though. Eric. Well, these these are these are different. One is on uh, a plate of golden spaghetti, and the other one is on a like a kicking tee. So perfect. Like a, oh, so same thing. Same family. thing. Same thing. Oh wow. That's okay. They have a theme, and they're Does that carrying do anything it out. for you? Uh wow. Uh, yes, I don't know. Yes, it does. <laughs> no, it doesn't for me. I'm like, you know what? They are unique. No. <laughs> I dig the idea of having a conference finals MVP and a finals MVP. I dig it. I think it's cool. I think it. I think it's a cool thing. It rewards sort of winning. I don't know that we'll have tons of like debates over this. Generally oh, speaking, totally in a playoff good. series, we have the only time I can ever think about there being controversy for who should be the finals MVP was both of Steph Curry's like controversial ones where it's like, right. well, I don't know. In my opinion, he should have won them. Andre Iguodala is the craziest winner I could possibly it's think hilarious. of. Hilarious! That's a LeBron James legacy award right there. You just give yeah. it to LeBron at that point, like right? Dude, and, yeah. it's gonna be great too. When next season, we're like, listen. Jokic won the Magic Johnson. He won the like uh, two time MVP. You can't tell me this guy's not worthy. <laughs> Who has more Larry Bird trophies? Jokic or Larry Bird? Yeah, that's yeah. Right, that's Just right. yeah. Well, answer hopefully, me this. Jokic never has a Larry Bird trophy. <laughs> Will Embiid ever win a Bob Cousy? Even one time? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't want him to ever have a Bob Cousy because that would not have happened in Denver. Uh, that is an Eastern Conference award. Uh, I think it's really cool, man. Harrison, are you into it? Aren't you? Uh, kind of. Um, I, I feel like the one thing we do need is a um, an all-playoff team, right? Here's the hard part of that. Does You have to go into the deep – like, Kadjokic made the all-playoff team. He only played five playoff games. I don't know, but I kind of want to debate it. <laughs> which kind of – which also begs the question, who gives a shit, you know? Like when you really the, I know. Yeah. Does anyone feel like there's a chance that this is a participation trophy for a certain player and that will be laced in irony when that certain player doesn't reach this certain round anyway? Who are we talking about here? Yeah, uh, just throwing an idea out there. I'll let everyone come to their own conclusion. Tatum? <laughs> like, what are, is this Tatum? No, I think he's no, saying that you're Joel saying Embiid. Like, Joel Embiid is going to finish his career with like with seven Larry, Larry Birds, Birds, but zero... <laughs> MVP. No, I'm saying he's got to make it to the conference finals. <laughs> that next year they add the second round, the Eastern Conference right. semifinal MVP. Joel Embiid. <laughs> the rights to Ricky Sanchez <laughs> participation trophy. Oh my god! You already got one. Uh, my one, uh, my one thought for the award we don't have that we need is just the Nikola Jokic award. <laughs> and it just goes to the best human. You just vote on who the best human is every single year. Do they have and to be, that guy play... wins the Nikola Jokic award and it's just a picture it's just a trophy of a horse. Is it does it have to be an NBA player at that point or they Nikola Jokic transcends No, it could just, it could really just be anybody in the greater Absolute. NBA world. Boutros, you know? Boutros Gali wins yeah, the, wins the Nikola like, Jokic. It could honestly go to you D-line. It could go to you. You're you're in the greater NBA world. I no way Eric's winning the Jokic award. Come on. Oh my god. I want the Jokic. Fuck no, I'm, no, no, I'm saying you, I'm saying you could be in the conversation. He's in the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> would you guys fight on my behalf when they were like d-line does not deserve the nikola Jokic top human award would you come to my defense as i have to our king's defense so here's one thing no, and I, i'm okay. going to talk about this by the way guys here at in two hours a little less than two hours i'm going to be hosting the denver sports podcast which is a weekly podcast we do here at dnvr we bring different people from different beats to discuss things we're going to talk about the best mvp winners and mvp seasons in Colorado sports history. Very excited. It was fun researching this one and getting the notes and stuff ready for it. So we're going to be doing that at 415. You're not going to want to miss it. But one thing I came up on, and Eric, maybe you can help me with this. Maybe you can't. In the NHL, they have, again, whatever they call it. Is it the heart? What do they call it? The MVP is known as the heart trophy. The MVP of the playoffs is called the Conn Smythe. The Conn Smythe. So this is what I like. You can win both from the like media vote, and then you could win another one that's from the player vote, and it's two different awards. Now I hate that they have different names like that, so you have to know Conn Smythe versus Hart, and it means nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's called Adam. It's called gatekeeping. Uh, what don't you understand about this? It is gatekeeping. But here's what I think. <laughs> all these people are like. 
all these ex-players are like, we need to come up with our own, you know, where we, <laughs> I, I, I don't want them to replace the current NBA MVP, but I, look, man, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind if the players voted on a, a secondary. Oh, like, yeah. The second annual. The second annual. Yeah, the second annual Shaquille O'Neal uh, dumb fuck award. And then they, it, it would be <laughs> hilarious to go back in time, too. It'd be like, wow, Stefan Marbury really won three. <laughs> well, I think they did this at it's, one it's, point. Yeah, they they it's, did this uh, really like years ago, and I yeah. think the actually the only maybe they did it twice, but the only year I remember them doing it is when Westbrook won the MVP, and the players picked Harden. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, they're like, and this year the winner of uh, that boy got that got the dog in him award is <laughs> John Morant. <laughs> Yeah. It would be incredible. This man. year, the guy who isn't in the league but should be in the league goes to <laughs> Carmelo Anthony again. Carmelo's like, I'm in the league. <laughs> oh, that'd be so funny. All right, that does it today, guys. Tomorrow, we're back to talk about the MVP award. Yeah, finally. We have a super chat, super chat, super chat. Oh, we do have a super chat to get to. Thank you, Kale. Super producer Kale. Wait, don't get us out. You know what's funny, Kale, is you literally control the show. Like I, I yeah, we could be like, well, it's over, and we're we're just stuck here. Let's check it out. It is from Clarence Molina. He says, "Ooh, twenty dollars." The homie right here. He says, "The owner, GM, coach, trainers went to his homeland. Don't forget PR. Uh, not a hotel or a restaurant. His home to celebrate his MVP shows that Nuggets Org is a family. Let's get some Death Wing help for him. We pay in the tax anyway. Time to go all in. Hell yeah, Clarence. One hundred percent. One thousand percent." Uh, agree with you um and, and like i we said at the top of the show here that it really is meaningful that they went out in the way that they did and to be honest with you i kind of like that it was only like six guys yeah, <laughs> man. yeah it was a representative perfect. of all of the pillars of the nuggets organization um you know ownership management coaching pr the, training, the, training staff the one thing i will say that i'm a little dismayed about is that uh, i'm sure you've seen the hulking enormous banner that is hanging in belgrade serbia congratulating Nikola Jokic for his historic back-to-back MVP victory. And I have not seen nary a sign, a poster, a leaflet, a handout in the city of Denver. Uh, yeah, like once once the jet lands, let's maybe uh, make a call to the marketing team for the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> Please so wake true. up. Marketing team for the Denver Nuggets. Right, Market this man. Market this team. Vacation, oh, my God. Make that you have a it's great so natural resource with that that you could work with and there is such an easy story to tell and it needs to be told i don't know what you're doing please listen to me yelling at you and figure it out figure it out <laughs> such great stuff tomorrow we're back with miroslav who's gonna better prepare us for our trip oh by the way i meant to say Jokic said like how much these guys i know how hard it is to get here and just seeing that they would come this far it means so much to me i wonder if he'll say the same thing he might have a different tune about our effort. I hope not. Yo, please love us when we go. Don't even love us. Just don't hate us. Just let just us be there. Us. Just, just don't hate us. us. Don't there. even have to be there. Just don't Don't kick us out. Yeah, yeah like don't send the cops. Miroslav with us tomorrow for Serbian Corner. We'll see you then. Let's go.